All right, who's ready for the EdTech Pod Squad Live podcast? Woo! All right. Welcome to the EdTech Pod Squad, a monthly show where five Missouri EdTech leaders talk, share, and reflect on their own teaching and learning. The conversation with Josh Howard, Samantha Hardesty Knoll, Aaron Lawson, Jonathan Lee, and JP Presavento starts right now. And welcome to the EdTech Pod Squad on this episode number 19. The squad is going to discuss how to praise teachers, what it looks like, and how it creates a culture of growth in your learning organization. All right, so let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. Um, my name is Josh Howard. Uh, I work in the Fulton Public School District. I am the uh, instructional technology coordinator there. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Josh C. Howard. My name is Jonathan Lee. I work at the Midwest Education Technology Community. Instructional specialist there. You can connect with me on Twitter at jleetechpercents. My name is Erin Lawson, and I'm the Director of Professional and Program Development in the Orchard Farm School District, and you can find me on Twitter at Erin underscore Lawson3. Hey, everyone. I am JP Prezavento. You can connect with me on Twitter at JP Prez. That's at J-P-P-R-E-Z-Z, or online at jpprez.com. And I'm Samantha Hardesty Knoll from the Wentzville School District, where I serve as an instructional technology coach. And you can connect with me at Tech Knoll. And while we're on the subject of introductions and getting the word out, let's talk about our hashtag on Twitter, uh, hashtag EdTechPodSquad. Uh, we would love if you guys got on there and shared uh, part of, and just would want to help and be part of our conversations that we're having here on the Pod Squad and just on the Twitters. Uh, and you can also check our website, which is absolutely blowing the internet up right now, uh, at techpodsquad.com. And speaking of blowing it up, we have a really awesome announcement from our own Sam Knoll. Sam, what uh, awesome thing do you got going on? Oh, well, I was announced to be a spotlight educator for the METC conference. Woo! Um, yeah. Yeah. Really excited and very honored. And just uh, can't wait to share some of the great things that we're doing in our school district with our community. Well, I can speak from experience that only the best of the best get to be uh, METC Spotlight Educator. So congratulations. A well-deserved honor. Um, very cool. Okay. For those who can't see, his plaque is hanging up behind his... It is. Like, it's not a visual medium at all, but I got mine back here. If you can see my webcam, it's one of my most prized wall decorations. So... A uh, big shout out to all the METC Spotlight educators out there. All right, let's uh, go ahead and get Congratulations, in. Sam, on the awesome achievement. <sighs> Absolutely. And uh, I think we've all had some experience with that here. Is that true? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm, think I'm joining the ranks with the rest of you. Fashionably late. That's absolutely as it should be. Okay, uh, so we're all coaches. Let's talk a little bit about uh, our coaches' corner. And uh, nobody puts baby in the corner like Jonathan Lee. So, Jonathan. Tell us a little bit about Flipgrid. So this is in the, within the what's new area, but uh, Flipgrid, if you have not checked it out since the summer, they rolled out some pretty cool uh, I items on their uh, medium there. So when you are recording a video in Flipgrid, you now have some new options over off to the right-hand side of the screen. You can um, add different kinds of filters if you want to get fancy like that, or you can add actually emojis right on while you're recording. Kind of cool 
Um, but the biggest thing I think is going to be uh, a big hit will be the uh, adding the whiteboard and drawing actually on the screen um, while you're recording. So you can um, talk about some kind of concepts and then click on the whiteboard or it can actually be a blackboard as well. And then you get a blank screen and then you can start writing or drawing on it. So whether it's uh, explaining what a uh, vocabulary word is or um, helping solve a problem within a math class, um, you have that ability to kind of interrupt your video stream with actual content uh, written out by you too. And then uh, what I really like about it and what I'm going to use with an example um, coming up here is you also have an ability to add like sticky notes and they sit in like the bottom left hand corner. And to me, I think that'd be a great place to put your learning targets or your learning goal, your outcome. And so there's a reminder of what it is the whole video is supposed to be about. Um, so a lot of cool changes that'll be a big hit for educators, I believe. Jonathan, didn't they also add um, QR codes? So teachers can use QR codes to be able to view those videos? Yeah, I'm not, I, they definitely added them. I think that they may have extended the use of the QR codes. I think the QRs have always been there, but they're definitely a lot more prevalent than um, what I've seen in the past. And there's been a lot of media about it, for sure. Um, but I know that when you originally created a grid, you got a code and a QR code, but um, they're definitely a lot out there a lot more. So there's a lot of cool ways to use it. I'm seeing that too. Wow, uh, we got a mo. Uh, so Jonathan, what is your favorite emoji to use in a Flipgrid project? Uh, well, of course, it's got to be the heart-shaped eyes. I mean, I love Flipgrid almost <laughs> as much as I love Wavegrid, but you know. Um, okay, um, so a lot of cool updates to Flipgrid. So I'd encourage you guys to go out and take advantage of the emojis, the whiteboard, all the QR codes, all that other kind of cool stuff. Uh, we're going to move over to another corner, going to keep it in the corner, and uh, Aaron's going to tell us a little bit about Seesaw and a pilot you guys are running over on uh, at uh, Orchard Farm. Yeah, so something that I really love about um, what my district really tries to do, we really try to run a lot of pilots just to make sure that um, that our teachers are on board and understand what they're using when it you know comes to different tech tools and things like that. So last year, um, we had... Uh, we have two elementary schools and we had a group of teachers from both schools uh, pilot seesaw for schools and it it went it went well um, we really learned a lot together it had a PD plan set up everything and we had uh, leaders like one leader from each building that kind of led it and actually both of those leaders are now seesaw ambassadors which is pretty cool too and so um, it went well so this year we rolled out seesaw for schools uh, for all of our k5 teachers uh, k2 they're using ipads uh, three five they're using chromebooks and so far it's been great our teachers uh, they just all they just dove right in um, our pilot teachers from last year's last year now they took on a leadership role this year to help out their grade level and um, yeah it's been great the parents really love it too uh, something that's been kind of fun too so our so Orchard Farm Elementary they've been transitioning into standards based grading and so we took uh, their math standards and uploaded those into Seesaw as skills and so now um, we're practicing tagging skills on to our activities as well to kind of have a great mesh of everything we're trying to do 
Hey, Aaron, I have a question for you in terms of Seesaw for Schools. And I know you and I have talked about this a little bit in the past, but when we're thinking about that idea of Seesaw for Schools, we know that Seesaw for Schools, at least you and I do, is their paid version of Seesaw. Mm -hmm. uh, there's also the free version of Seesaw that a lot of folks are used to using. So what made you guys decide that you were going to make the financial investment to pay for Seesaw instead of just kind of everyone doing their thing with the free version? Yeah, that's a really great question. So basically, um, the Seesaw for Schools, you can have um, several co-teachers with one class. So that was one of the things that we really wanted. Um, I think with the free version, I think you can maybe only have one, maybe two co-teachers, but we wanted to be able to add everybody on as co-teachers uh, for each homeroom teacher. So like PE, library, art, you know, all of that, um, and, so, and innovation. And so that was, that was one part. We also really like that uh, it it's a really great data tool and so you can there's like stars in there in Seesaw so you can do one two three four up to six stars I believe so if a kid um, puts an activity in there you can attach a skill to it which was another reason because that you can't get the skills um, with the free version so we wanted to be able to attach a skill and also use the whole rating with the stars and when you do that then it collects data in the background that you can use uh, for when you're doing report cards and what about storing data for um, upcoming years or data from previous years? Yes, um, and also when you when you put those when you upload those students into Seesaw, uh, you know each kid has their own little number, and so those um, that like basically it will follow that kid um, every year. So it really truly is a, a portfolio that follows that child year after year. With the free version, you do not get that. Um, but with the Seesaw for Schools, you do. Well, personally, I'm a huge fan of Seesaw because uh, one of my kids' teachers uses it. And I just think it's cool that I can get a little uh, buzz on my phone every time my kid did something. I think uh, that's a great model and way to kind of open up the doors of your classroom. I think it's cool that your district is taking steps to uh, make that the learning a little more open and accessible to your uh, family and community members. Awesome. So, um, Let's move to our featured content. Uh, we have a quote here. I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you've made them feel by the venerable poet, uh, Maya Angelou. And uh, what we're gonna talk about is how that quote translates to praising teachers and the things that we can do to make teachers feel like they are strong professionals and they're doing a nice job and how we can empower them to keep growing and doing better. All right, so I'll put a question out to the group here. Uh, when you're given praise, uh, why is it important that you give praise? Uh, why is that something that you emphasize in your uh, interactions and your communications with the teachers that you work with? Um, I want to talk just a little bit about this. You know, it's really important for, I think, our teachers, everyone who is in our buildings to feel like the work that they do really matters. And I think that, you know, elevating our teachers, whether it's just popping into their classroom and saying, hey, you're doing an awesome job today, or bringing them up on a stage like we're going to talk about um, folks are doing in a few minutes. I think it's just so important to validate the work that our teachers are doing and make them feel like that work really, truly matters. Like I said, whether it's just a small pat on the back or giving, the, giving them a larger stage to help tell their story, making sure that teachers know the work that they do really matters. I think that's the why behind the praise. What do you guys think? 
Well, uh, I would just like, so one thing that um, when I was a beginning teacher and this, this uh, tip was given to me just in the way that I talk to students and uh, nobody ever feels worse after they get a compliment and nobody ever feels bad for giving a compliment. So like, why do we not make like more of an effort to praise and compliment people all the time? Because it is such a quick and easy way to just make people feel like they're valued and that they are appreciated in what they do matters. So a lot of like, a big reason that I do that is one, it just kind of keeps me uh, present and available to teachers. So they just know that I'm a person who's around and they can trust and that, you know, I'm, I'm not like, I've, I'm, if anything, I'm a force for positivity in what they're doing in their classroom. I think that's such a huge thing that when you see people like coaches and leadership uh, positions in schools, they need to see you as a person who has positive and good things to say, even if you have to be critical, like you have to counterbalance that by praising anything good or whenever you see something good, that, that, that really just helps develop that relationship and make people feel like you're trusted and that you're somebody that they want to follow. I think that's a bigger reason for my why. And I think it really helps build that relationship between um, staff and within respect of that we are all working really hard to meet the needs of our students and getting recognition for that is very helpful. I mean, it makes you feel good that you, people are recognizing you're doing great jobs. I mean, um, I know of an administrator who collects, actually doesn't collect the address, they already have the addresses, but they will send letters home to the spouses and thanking them for their spouse's hard work and all that because they know they're taking family time away. And I mean, that just means something that puts almost a, a human touch on what can be a very stressful job. I agree. And I know for me, like just personally, like if I'm trying something new and I'm really nervous about it, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to give this a try. I'm going to see how this goes. And then somebody comes in and tells me, okay, that was really good. You did a good job on that. I'm like, oh, okay, thank God. You know, all right. So I'm moving in the right direction. Okay, this is great. You know, it's just kind of that validation as well. Like, okay, I, I was doing the right thing. This, I'm moving in the right way, like the right direction. Okay, I got this. And I think that's really crucial when, it, when, we, when we talk about a thing like teaching, when we're asking teachers and students to try new things and learn new things and develop in ways where maybe they're a little bit uncomfortable. I, we, I think we can all agree that praise is a big part of making people continue to push into things when maybe they're difficult or new or uh, not the normal thing that our, our folks are doing in our, our school buildings. So um, knowing our why and understanding like it's, why it's important how do you guys give praise to your teachers? What, what does that look like um, when you are praising a teacher or what models do you have set up to, to make sure that you are getting praise to your teachers regularly? So I think, um, I think praise, I think kind of is natural for, for a lot of us who have been in the classroom uh, because we know how well it works. Um, so that's good to have, but it also, you know, as a coach, we kind of have to have a little bit of a plan set up of how we're going to recognize our teachers as well. So I find that I'm constantly complimenting teachers about what they're doing in the classroom. And um, I find that that excitement and that praise just kind of helps things grow organically uh, between our buildings of teachers who are taking risks and trying things. Um, but then in the background, kind of have a couple things set up. So a couple things that uh, we're doing at Winsville this year is one of our just keeping it really simple 
it is make somebody's day. So every day that's kind of like, who, who am I going to find today to, to just try and make their day? And that might be, I might leave a sticky note on their desk or um, we created little stickers that say tech high five. Um, and we send out our tech high fives to teachers that we notice are uh, doing some great things in their class. And then we just, we're trying to roll it into the communication that goes out throughout the district. So we have a um, scheduled news that goes out to our entire district. And we're trying to focus on our teachers and the things that they're, they're doing in the classroom. And what's interesting is it might not be um, the person that you look at that is the most innovative, but it might be somebody who is um, taking a risk for the first time and just kind of giving that go ahead that it's okay to take a risk with technology and sometimes it doesn't always work out, but um, we tried. So we're kind of highlighting those teachers as well. Um, and it's kind of become kind of fun because some of our teachers will tweet out that we made their day and that just kind of fuels you to, I'm like, how many people's day can I make today? So. So I love uh, what you said about like leaving a sticky note. I feel like that's such a, it's a pretty small, easy thing to do, but it's something like it's, it's easy to also overlook. And um, so I don't ever like, like if I pop into a teacher's classroom and I don't necessarily get a chance to like have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them, I at least like to leave a note where it's like, Hey, something cool that I noticed. I can't talk to you right now because you're teaching, but like, here's the thing. Um, I stole that from uh, Beth Huff, who's our principal here at the middle school. And she calls them anchors of appreciation. And she has like a pretty little note, but I just use like good old fashioned post-it. You can usually find those on a teacher's desk. And one cool thing uh, you notice they did or something nice that you saw or just whatever you, it's, it's a, it, it's a, there's a lot of impact in just coming back to your desk and seeing like, Hey, uh, somebody noticed something cool that I did. That's awesome. Um, oh, go ahead. Somebody got sorry. Yeah, sorry. So with, uh, with my role at METC, it's a little different. It's because I don't have um, teachers directly. I do have, obviously, coworkers I work with, and we do praise things different ways uh, within our own organization. But um, with METC and the C standing for community, I've, I take it on as, as an opportunity for us to really open up a avenue for our community um, and so to provide praise for their staff. So uh, the podcast that we do, the METC podcast, I, I tell folks, and I mention it every time we record, that this is an avenue for um, highlighting innovative educators in our schools. And so coaches that are out there, if you are seeing awesome things and you think that their story, what they're doing needs to be out there, reach out to me because that is the goal of that, that podcast. And We've added, um, and each, to go with an example there, uh, Aaron Lawson reached out to me and said, you know, Melinda, uh, Melinda Botkin at our high school is doing awesome things. You need to be uh, looking at her and put her on the podcast. And well, last uh, couple weeks ago, I guess it was now, um, her episode came out all about Future Ready, and she did an awesome job with that. And I think that's just a way to help um, teachers feel that, yeah, I am doing awesome things. And uh, now their story is being heard all over the globe even by you know 10 people but no um but it's, it's cool to know that it's out there and i know i've uh, interviewed like a librarian who uh, was from canada and she shared it with her family and, and so it's cool to be able to hear 
um, stories about how uh, these teachers get to be praised just by getting their story out there with others. Um, so I think kind of tying this all together and one thing, um, I think you have to, and you can agree or disagree on this, but I think you have to uh, make a distinction between praising and rewarding. So I do a lot of uh, rewarding of teachers with contests and stuff and like I'll come by and like if you tweeted out a cool thing you did, I, th I feel like that's a lot different, the coercion part. Like I'll get teachers to try something new, but only because they know I'm gonna, they could win like a document camera or something. But, um, but we started this thing called uh, Supersonic Teacher. And it's, uh, you know, we just kind of monitor Twitter and we see teachers if they try something new or if they take a risk or if they just kind of, you know, put something out there that normally you wouldn't see from that teacher. Uh, I'll pop into their classroom and uh, I'll bring them like a candy bar and a drink from Sonic and like a gift card somewhere or something. And they don't, they have no idea that it's coming. And we print off a little certificate that says, hey, thanks for being an innovator. Thanks for taking a risk or whatever it is. And the kids go nuts, the teachers go nuts. Everybody gets such a big kick out of that simple, like cheap little gesture that we give them because it's purely based on praise. It's not like they earned it, but it's something that we're just doing to show them how much we appreciate them and the work that, they, that they're doing in our classrooms. So definitely praise. Um, rewards are great too, but make sure like, man, when you don't expect it, that's so much better. I think it really amps up the power of the praise. You know, something that um, I'm working on right now for my school district is kind of along those same lines, Josh. Um, we're working on a system that's going to allow, basically it's a little form that parents, teachers, parents, colleagues, students can fill out about a teacher um, that just say who they are and why they're great. And then once a month or so, I'm going to just kind of go in there, create little certificates for the teachers um, with kind of why the parent, student, colleague thinks they're great and drop it in their mailbox just so they can have that little kind of surprise pick-me-up. Um, and it's really along those same lines. It's something we're really excited to kind of get going over here in Fox. Very cool. So we, it looks, sounds like we have, these are some great ideas and we love, if you guys have other ideas of how you're giving praise, if you want to share that on our uh, hashtag EdTechPodSquad, um, tweet at us. It'd be cool to keep that conversation going uh, on Twitter. So what do you guys notice after you give praise? How, how does that impact the, what, what's going on with your uh, teachers? Well, there's a couple things that I noticed. First off, I, I noticed that there's an um, uh, immediate change in my attitude after I um, praise teachers. You know, it just, it just sets things up to be really, really more positive. And sometimes in the field of technology, like everything's not working all the time, especially at the beginning of the year. So to have something that makes things set off a more positive tone is always good. But I feel like it also just, it kind of just spurs other people to take more risk. I think it just helps things kind of that grow organically. When, when our teachers see us you know, sending notes or giving high five stickers or even just like, wow, that was a really cool lesson. The teacher next door goes, huh, I'm going to try that. That's a really cool lesson. So I think it just helps spread the good word. I agree. And I, I've noticed too with my teachers, um, it's just a, it's a def definite confidence booster, you know, like they just kind of start, it kind of gets the ball rolling for them. They start, um, 
taking on almost like more leadership roles. Like they did this great lesson. So then they feel like they want to share that lesson with their teammate. And then all of a sudden now, oh, hey, maybe I'll just, I can, I can tell pe people about it at a faculty meeting. No problem. And then before you know it, they're submitting proposals to METC, you know, like they, they just get really excited about the things that they're doing in their classroom and, and feel really confident about that. Yeah, I definitely would agree. Like you, you will what you'll notice when you praise teachers, and in my experience, and it's a big part of what I do. But like, it just kind of a lot. It gives teachers some freedom to know, like, you know, they're doing the right thing. They're willing to take more risks. They feel empowered because their what their work is respected and noticed. And those are going to be the teachers that start to do bigger and more bold things in classrooms whenever they feel like they have kind of you're backing them up with what they're doing. And um, it's, you know, some teachers that's imperceptible. Some teachers, they'll just go wild with that. I think that's a big part of my story in becoming a more bold and innovative and a person who tries new things often is because I had a couple of people when I was a younger teacher who were like, whoa, this is really great. I want, you know, I'd love to see more of that. And um, nothing drives people when they, you know, you have positive expectations put upon you. Like, man, I gotta, I feel like I should work harder to, to, um, to meet those. Um, but, you know, with praise comes issues. Uh, what could, you know, what could be the downfall if we're giving uh, too, too much praise or not enough praise? What are some issues that could arise from praise? Maybe you guys have noticed or maybe concern you when you think about doing this uh, in your learning organizations. You know, sometimes I worry that it might have a little bit of an adverse effect, just um, in, you know, with our district being as large as it is, I might praise or put out um, a spotlight to one of our teachers that's doing something really cool. And I might not notice that another grade level is doing it or a teacher over at a different building is doing that. And so then I, I think then people feel like, well, I wasn't recognized and I'm doing the same thing. Um, and sometimes it's, it is hard and it, it is very something that um, I'm very conscious about, like that I'm, I'm seeing things everywhere I go, not just in one of my buildings or not just with one grade level, um, because it kind of can have the opposite effect when you're not praising everyone or recognizing the good things that everyone's doing. And I think there's definitely a fine balance with praise because too much praise could cause you to feel comfortable, which then causes you not to grow anymore and not to feel like, oh, hey, I got this. <laughs> I'm good now. And so sometimes too much praise might cause that, like, oh, eh, I'm good. I don't need to really grow too much anymore. I guess uh, part of what I've seen with just general issues are, uh, you know, we all have people that we work with some of those teachers who it's easy to praise them because they are they're the ones who are doing new to try new things and you just love to go in their classroom and you slap them on the back and it's just like such a natural part but then there's that teacher across the hall who you don't ever really say much to because one they're not trying anything so it kind of becomes like you're filling the bucket of this person all the time and this person over here whose bucket is just sitting empty never gets to hear that same stuff and so they can become kind of uh cynical and jaded about what's happening in their classroom and feel like you know oh nobody respects me this thing's undeserved and i've seen that with myself you know teachers that i don't spend enough time with who kind of 
come to not appreciate, you know, me and what I do because they think that I have my group of people. Uh, so I feel like you have to definitely make sure that you are spreading that around, not, you know, putting your seeds in the same place all the time. You have to really make an effort. And I would always say, you know, even when I was teaching a lot, like those kids that you struggle with the most need to be getting a ton of your praise all the time because they are the ones who really need to have the good things they're doing reinforced. And I feel like it goes the same thing with teachers. If you have a mentoring relationship, you have to find the ones and even those smallest little moments where they've tried something, you have to just throw a parade, as I would say, uh, to them. Um, let's throw a parade for the little things and then start to slowly fill their bucket up a little bit so they can feel uh, appreciated uh, as well. Uh, any other thoughts on that or uh, we can move on? Wow, uh, we've had some really great conversation uh, conversations on today's episode. I want to thank you guys for being part of it. And I want to, um, just as a request for our audience out there, if you guys could review our uh, our little show here on Apple Podcasts, maybe leave us some feedback on Anchor and uh, get on Twitter and tweet at us. Uh, we have a, our handle at EdTechPodSquad or our hashtag, uh, hashtag EdTechPodSquad. We would love to uh, have uh, your support and feel uh, your presence on Twitter and keep these conversations going there. That would be uh, totally amazing. All right, so uh, we'll go around one more time and uh, tell you a little bit about who we are. Uh, again, uh, I'm Josh Howard. You can find me on the web, uh, joshchhoward.com, and on uh, Twitter at Josh C. Howard. I'm Jonathan Lee. You can connect, connect with me on Twitter at jleetechpercent. Aaron Lawson, Aaron underscore Lawson3. JP Presavento at JP Prez, jpprez.com. And Sam Hardesty Knoll, and you can reach me at Tech Knoll. Or look for her at the big stage at METC, the Spotlight Educator. Ooh, that's right. Absolutely. Coming in February. All right, everybody, that's our show. Thanks for listening. Woo! See you next time. See you next month. This has been another episode of the EdTech Pod Squad. We will see you next month for sharing and reflecting with Josh Howard, Samantha Hardesty-Knoll, Aaron Lawson, Jonathan Lee, and J.P. Presavento. 